0: Hello and welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin O'Rion, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together, because who the fuck does? On today's episode, we have my really good friend, Sam Glenn. Sam is an actor and a singer and generally exceptionally talented human from the north of England. Some of his work includes Shameless, Jimmy McGovern's The Street, Coronation Street, and more recently, he's just been in the film Three Day Millionaire, which if you haven't seen, you should definitely check out. Sam has always been someone that I've looked up to and admired, not only because he's insanely talented, but I don't know anyone with a work ethic like him. He's such a grafter with a wicked sense of humour and always seems able to find the light and positivity in whatever life throws at him. I can't wait for you to meet him and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Sam Glenn with one N. Mm. Um. On a scale of shit to together, how are you feeling today?
1: Today, I would say together. Together? Which is big for me. Okay. That's, big, that's huge for me. Yeah. I feel like the last couple of weeks I've started to get my mojo back, whatever that uh-huh. is.
0: Started F45. F45? The gym, Five. Horrific. The gym, the cult gym. That everyone's talking about in London at the moment.
1: We did a David Beckham class yesterday. What is that? I don't know. They've just started <laughs> classes that David Beckham's made up from his training. And Seriously. they was all like, guys, if you just turn around and watch the TVs for a second. And then David was like, hey guys, welcome to today's he's F45. On the,
0: he's on the screen. It was
1: like, I was literally like, that was the moment I realised I was probably in some sort of cult. <laughs> Like, yep, I'm here.
0: Everyone's there with their <laughs> shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Legs crossed. Just drink David this. On
1: the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, I'm loving it. I've been there yeah. a few weeks and I feel amazing at the moment. Yeah. I feel like I abandoned my fitness for a while because I've right. got a history of
0: mm. issues
1: with weight and mm. food and things like that. And I feel like I'm back yeah. with a bang. And like, God, it feels so good. Yeah. So right now, currently, I'm feeling very together
0: yeah I definitely get that when I'm kind of off the horse with exercise or something like that it just affects your mental health so much
1: it just annoys me like that you ever stop because I'm like my undiagnosed ADHD Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's not funny I definitely do need to go and get assessed Um, but yeah I feel like I do big bursts of addictive things Yeah, starting again, is just so
0: hard. So hard when you fall off it. And they literally say that it takes three weeks to form a habit. I think you said that to me on the train up. I did. Three weeks to form a habit. Yeah. Have you done it? I am.
1: Yeah, And you're still not sure. Well, I'm at the end of my third week. Oh, my God. And it's now definitely like... A habit. I'm not not going, because now I start to feel guilty when I don't go, so...
0: Yeah. Healthy relationships. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, for you, what does having your shit together mean?
1: Well, we've spoke about this a lot because you've mm. had the idea and, like, I think there's, like, big things that it means and then there's, like, small everyday things. It's hard because I just feel like it all comes with, like, society's pressures, doesn't it? Like, mm. I look outwards to, like, my school friends and I'm like, but they've just got a mortgage mm-hmm. and they're now pregnant and they're in long-term yeah. amazing relationships. So, like, like it's the obvious way to think that you've got your shit together.
0: Mm.
1: But actually there's smaller day-to-day things that yeah. am I rambling.
0: No, no, not at all. No, this is great. I think this is what everyone can relate to, really.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure, isn't there, of having your shit together, and it's such a big, wide term.
0: But it's mad, isn't it, because you say that, and then actually you'd speak to someone who has the house and the kids, Mm. etc., and would be feeling very much like they don't have their shit together. Yeah, 100%.
1: What you think of not having your shit together, like you just had done at the choir the first time you met me, like, you might think I've got my shit together. So seemingly... I
0: thought you were like the the choir boy of like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oldham's finest shit together, yeah. boy.
0: <laughs> yes. The voice of an angel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. My darkest days, though. It's like do you know what I mean?
0: Inside. <laughs> yeah. Honestly,
1: <laughs> terrified. It's so
0: insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it is.
1: So I didn't really answer the question, but um, no,
0: I think you did. I think I think you've answered it how a lot of people would answer it. Mm. That it's societal, you know. It's that comparing yourself to other people. It's definitely what I do. And that's what made me want to do this and to make this was because mm. having conversations with people like yourself or or even my friends who are getting mortgages and stuff like that, like it's not necessarily making them any happier. No, I just think it's important that people are more open about that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, I asked you last night in um, classic Scatty Caitlin mode. <laughs> I think I messaged you. Or was it this morning? Yeah, it was this morning. Oh, like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah like, uh, let's, let's heighten the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I texted you this morning in a flurry um, asking you to bring in an object that makes you feel like you've got your shit together.
1: Oh, wait, I had to bring an object. Uh, well, it was a feeling. Something.
0: Oh, okay. We've got. I brought a feeling. Okay. Shit. I haven't got my shit together. There you go. I didn't read
1: the <laughs> message properly. Yeah. No, I thought about this a lot, you know, and it's a little bit weighty and heavy. Okay. But I think having the ability to be alone and happy in my own space and company is, like, something that I'm, like, thrilled about having my shit together because I've thought about this a lot and I've been single for so long Uh and unhappy and thinking I need to be in a relationship and all of those things. And actually, the positives of that is, like, I'm so secure in being alone, genuinely. Like, And I have so many friends that are, like, in long-term relationships Mm -hmm. and actually my defence and things like that, like, my history of that and past relationships have maybe built up an armour... But I do think mm. not many people can say that they're absolutely, like, content in their own yeah. company. And I, I genuinely that. am. That's, genuinely feel yeah, yeah, yeah. really content being.
0: What's that difference between, Why is it they say, the difference between solitude and mm. loneliness? Or, like, the difference between being alone and being lonely? Yeah. Is, you know, alone uh, is, like, the strength in that and solitude is... is you know, empowering, whereas loneliness is like a pang that you're trying to fill.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it fleets between those two things. It's course, never just yeah. like set in one area. Like yeah. I do get really lonely sometimes, but generally I think I've built up a uh, a way of coping with that and turning it into actually empowering. Like I love it. Yeah. Theatre, cinema. Yeah. I go for
0: dinner on my own. Like I love it. Yeah. Genuinely love it. Yeah. I love going to the theatre on my own. Yeah. Like, I'm in a French film. <laughs>
1: yeah. Main character energy. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Take myself for a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, I love it. Um, yeah, you're at a point now where you're inviting someone to go on a journey of growth with you that you already mm. have done, you know? Yeah, 100%. Couldn't you know? agree more. Well, that's not an object, but it's pretty beautiful. <laughs> well, accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Can you speak about then a time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together and that could be now
1: really had my shit together yeah. uh mm. it's really hard mm. um whenever i had my shit together it's really hard because career-wise you feel like when you yeah. get jobs that you've worked hard for like you're like oh my god this is great i've mm. got it but then doesn't necessarily make... as Again, as we've said with, like, the mortgages and things, like, you get a job and then, you know, I did an amazing play, which, you know, at the Royal Exchange, Mm. and, like, all our lives growing up in the North, like, to be in that theatre was, like, everyone's dream, like, and still is for many Northerners, like, it's an amazing space, and I do remember being, like, in the dressing room, like, two weeks into the run, I didn't have a huge part, but Mm. I was on stage with, like, incredible theatre actors, actors, and it was my first real big theatre gig. I remember being bored, and, like, I don't know, like, not... And that's okay, because those those moments pass through you, don't you? are not going to be thrilled 24-7, Yeah, but
0: and, like, happiness isn't sustainable, like... Yeah, right.
1: Know. It's moments, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Career-wise, oh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm getting my shit together more now mm-hmm. from <laughs> a history of chaotic energy. <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm finding some clarity, yeah. which is nice. Um I'm not sure, it's quite open. I can't think of a specific yeah. time. I can think of moments. Mm-hmm. Big like landmark. But it's moments.
0: interesting that it's like career based for you. I think that's the same for a lot of people. And especially yeah. being an actor when you're in such a insecure environment, I guess, you know, there's ups and downs constantly. And also it's like met with insane highs, but then insane periods of low. I know. Um I remember someone saying to me that like being an actor isn't about when you have the job, it's actually about when you're not in the job and how you you sustain the lifestyle because ultimately mm-hmm. that's the thing that you need to be okay with is the insecurity. Yeah. And it's funny when you were saying that as well because it reminded me of a podcast, you know, Honest Actors. Yes, um, I do. And he always talks of that moment where you get the job and you're like elated and that <laughs> lasts for half an hour and then suddenly you're thinking, oh my God, like absolute imposter syndrome yeah yeah like what the hell or you know I remember when I got Outlander like the same thing because prior to that I I, you know I'd just left drama school I wasn't getting any work and I always kind of said to myself I can't identify as an actor because no one has given me the green light yet Mm. and I'll be happy as long as I get one job no matter what it is and then it was Outlander which was like insane huge huge, like bigger than I could have imagined and for a month, I was, like, elated, and then suddenly, like, the fear, the yeah, kicks being in. terrified of, like, being out of my depth, imposter syndrome, someone mm. someone calling me out and firing me on set, like, all of those fears come in, and then suddenly you've stepped up a rung, and your your worries are now comparable to the people who are on the same level as you there, yeah. and... It never ends. Yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> like the rat race, isn't it? You're constantly chasing, and I think rarely we yeah. sit to mm-hmm. smell... The flowers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And you know what? I've really found, I don't know, like, you know me, like in my history with acting, like my parents mm. don't do anything to do with it. Like, it's very much always been something that I've figured out for myself. Mm. Like, coming from order and theatre workshop helped yeah. a lot. But in terms of like being where I am financially and career-wise, like mm. it's all from me. Like, super grateful to my dad, because you know, like he'd take and my mum would take time off work to run me to auditions when I was a yeah. kid. But like from there on, like, I've navigated it all, and I think Going around the houses here, but I think with the Globe, I remember for mm. my which I'm about to start rehearsals for when I went into the recall. I remember leaving the house and I remember saying to my housemate Sean, Why not me? Yeah, and genuinely, like I've really unlocked that because actually, like I have I go to the theater, I watch TV, I listen to podcasts, I, live, mm. I do everything art wise, and I've always got opinions and criticisms of things and yeah. praise as well. Yeah. But actually, not everyone working is amazing. Yeah. And we know that, yeah. uh, and whatever that is, because art is subjective and look
0: and, uh, look you know, and all yeah. of those
1: things. But like, why, why not us? I don't know. I feel like our <laughs> our roots make us feel like kind of
0: too humble for a hundred percent. Yeah, I get that,
1: and just a quiet confidence. So I went into the room, and I wasn't. I don't think I have the ability to be arrogant, but just like a quiet confidence of why not me? And actually, it paid off, and maybe there was a. I don't know. So I feel like that, I'm growing into getting mm. my shit together in those elements That's because good. actually it's wasted energy. Yeah. That's what I'm learning. Like
0: I remember, um, you know, someone saying to me that um, worrying is like suffering twice. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that hurts. Bars. That hits hard.
1: <laughs> that so hits it's like, hard. you
0: know, because I have the same thing. I'll, I'll be going for a big audition or something and I'll be pranging out about it and I'll be like, mm. well, I mean, they're never going to go for me. Like, this is, you know... I'll create so much anxiety within myself that when it comes to the audition, Mm. I've I've made it no less painful for myself. And I think it's a protective thing that I do is, you know, downplaying it. Well, I'm not going to get it anyway, you know? And so that when I don't get it, it doesn't hurt as much. But actually, I've not given myself the opportunity because I've gone in there thinking that I shouldn't be there. And then it still hurts. It doesn't make it any less painful. It still hurts when I get rejected. Um, So, you know, I tried a few recently that went quite well and I was just like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, Yeah. I'm good. Like...
1: 100%. You know?
0: um, I
1: always say this when people say... It still hurts
0: when you don't get it. Yeah,
1: it hurts so bad. I don't think that'll ever change, but... Yeah, yeah, people always say, do you think you're good? And I'm like... It's a difficult one, but but yeah, I do think I'm good because do you honestly, honestly think I'd put myself through Absolutely. these years yeah, of torture yeah, yeah. if I didn't believe in myself? Like, of course. That you have to. You have to have that. What's the point you? otherwise?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah
1: humble only takes so far. Yeah. Remember, my dad told me a really good analogy because my dad knows nothing about the arts, um, and he was like, right. If two builders came in to fit a kitchen, right? Have I told you this story? No fucking. It was like two builders came in to fit the kitchen, right? One of them came in and was like, "I think I can, yeah. I think I'll put the taps there, and I think I'll, I'll do the tiles there, and then maybe we'll put some like." brown counters there or a second one comes in and goes I'd go there 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 this is my work do you want to hire me yeah which one would you choose that and I was person? like obviously I'd choose the second person he's like so why are you going into an audition like, room like uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry he was like just go in do what you do and if they want it they'll take it Sick. I'm like yeah. Darren Glenn coming oh through with the God. TED talk <laughs> <laughs> but I was like God, it's I true. Was true when you put it into a different industry or a different context yeah, it, it, so it seems so obvious
0: completely so leading on a Time in your life where you feel like you really didn't have your shit together. Maybe oh, that's easier God. to... Uh, <laughs> where do we begin?
1: <laughs> Man. Oh, there's so many. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you know me. Like, my... Yeah. <laughs> we can be vulnerable, right?
0: Yeah. But also, like, it could, we can go where you want it to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, there's been loads of times I've had my shit together. Like, I think shame's, like a huge part Shame, of yeah. not feeling like, you yeah, have your shit together. And I think me figuring out my sexuality. And actually, I think from a young age, I've seemingly been really, been really confident mm. with that. And I think people are always like, oh, you, you were really good, weren't you? And I was like, don't know, it's kind of like the classic clown syndrome. Yeah. And I definitely got myself into situations where, yeah, I've not been very proud of where I, rem- <laughs> I remember i had taken quite a lot of drugs um and had been up all night and it was like maybe half 12 the next afternoon and then a guy left my house and i remember just lying there looking out not been to bed for like 24 hours like drug fueled yeah. horrible sex binge thing and just thinking what are you doing yeah like you definitely don't have your shit together <laughs> You know, like, I've struggled a lot with substances and mm. just my relationship with sex and those things. Like, I think most people probably have issues with sex because we're taught from a very young oh age, God. like, unrealistic views of what they are, like... Yeah. And actually, like, you know, all the thing with Heartstopper that's on at Netflix at the minute... It's, like, so true. Like, I had nothing like that growing up, like...
0: You know, the new Netflix
1: drama thing about the the queer um, love story. And I was like... Oh, my God, wow. Maybe if I had that at 14, maybe things might have been different about, like, romantic versions of, like, queer love because Mm -hmm. actually, like, mine was just, like, horrible, like, grinder-meats, like in the dead of night in my little Citroen Saxo in Oldham meeting, like, married men and stuff. Like, it was wild, like... And it was all a secret. I think that repression... So then, actually, when it translates into healthy things, like, I think everyone, like, probably tries drugs and substances and things Mm. like that. And actually when those two things fall hand in hand, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. And, like, chemsex, and, like, substance misuse in, like, the gay community is, like, wild. And, yeah, like, yeah. I've done so much therapy and reading about those things mm. and trying to gain control, but also empowering that it's all right because so many people do that. So
0: many people. There's so much shame, like... Yeah. I, people can't talk about it. I was listening to, like, um, Jamila Jamil. Um, she did a podcast recently, and um, she said that learning sex from porn is like learning how to drive from um, fast and furious oh my god because Literally. it's not real it's not real and it's not about like emotional connection and no. it it is shameful you know and yeah i've definitely struggled with that i've i've mm. had to overcome my own shame to be able to have conversations with people to have healthy relationships with people mm. um it's hard, man. It's just... It's not something... Sure. There's no template for it, really, in our society, I don't think.
1: No, nothing. And obviously, you
0: never talk to my your parents. And also, when you come from, like, somewhere like we do, mm. where, you know, we were so lucky to go to go to their Workshop, where I think the majority of boys there probably working. Absolutely, <laughs> um, yeah, without so, that. So, you know, but even then, like, people weren't open about it whilst there in the same way. There was still no. that shame from, like, a working-class town, you know. It's not... It's not like London, it's not kind of.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's.
1: No, I remember my dad saying, Sorry, Dad, have you ever listened to this? <laughs> but my dad was like, Oh, when I would sort of had the conversation, he was like, Oh, it's probably all that drama that you're doing. Are you sure? Yeah. I was just like, And that's really weird, like navigating <laughs> trying to be an actor. Because yeah, 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 yeah. people automatically assume that those two things fall hand in hand, which is ludicrous. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's probably a lot of. Like people suppressing those things because it's just such a tender age one. Like, what? I'm oh going
0: go completely
1: 13, 14, 15, 16. A really safe space. Yeah. Like, that was the best. But I don't know yeah. where I'd be without oh God,
0: me that space. Like, genuinely.
1: Yeah. Um, and actually, just like on a human level, like they sort of made us good humans. Oh, completely above anything else.
0: Yeah, instilled such like good values and yeah.
1: politics into us. Literally, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs>
0: And that was your first cult <laughs> yeah. prior to F45.
1: Now I'm box squatting for my life.
0: Three things that make you feel like shit. Ooh. Mm.
1: Like anything. Anything. Um. Interesting. Ooh. I need to think about it. And yeah. it can be small things, it can be big things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, arrogance. It makes okay. me feel like shit. I hate arrogance. From other people? Yeah, just yeah. general arrogance. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I hate entitled, like, yeah, just, yeah, arrogance yeah. I hate. Yeah. That really makes me feel like shit mm-hmm. in so many ways. Like, it makes you feel inferior, it makes you feel yeah. angry, it makes you feel sad. Just, again, coming from our, like, sort of background, yeah. like, maybe I'm a bit envious that people can hold themselves so well yeah. and, like, so eloquently. I'm like, fuckers, like, it makes me so angry yeah, that, like, yeah. you have the ability to, like, walk into a room and feel like everything and everyone, like... I don't yeah. To be the entitled Entitled. walking
0: into the kitchen and Yeah, literally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With the gold taps. Yeah. Oh my god, when you've been told your entire life that you can do something. Which is amazing and so free and unlike. Everyone should have that. It's not that they shouldn't have, that that
1: yeah. So it it makes me angry and sad in equal measures. Like it's not, yeah, no shame to those people because like great. But like, yeah, equal everyone should have had the opportunity to feel that way. Um my body makes me feel shit. Okay. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which i am definitely been on a battle with for ages. Like, mm-hmm. I used to be super big, didn't I? Then I went super skinny. And now I went big again, so now I'm <laughs> on my way to be. But whatever that means. But, yeah. like, this time round, I'm in a different mind zone. Mm. But, again, I need to, like, again, with sex and porn and all those horrible mm-hmm. things, like, we just have such unrealistic body types. Like, ridiculous.
0: Isn't
1: Yeah, Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, when I first sat with a guy and he was like, Oh God, have you cut yourself on my shoulder? And I was like, No, the stretch marks. And he was like, oh, uh, like, we don't even know what those things are because yeah, everyone's yeah. so like no everest and perfect. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, if you've not seen one before, what would you why would you know yeah, what yeah, one yeah. is? Like, people think women only get stretch marks when they're pregnant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like completely yeah. i have got broad shoulders actually. Even yeah, when I was yeah. skinny I got stretch marks just because yeah. I'm I'm a stocky guy. Mm. Um so yeah, definitely my body makes me feel shit at times, but I'm working on that, mm. and that's that's me working towards feeling like I'm getting my shit together. Because mm-hmm. what is a normal body's like? It's so frustrating because actually I'm so good at giving advice, like everyone. Yeah. But like when I look inwards, I'm like, I can't take oh any God, of it it's on insane. board. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I've only recently started. Like when you were talking about shame before, I've only recently started being able to compartmentalize that for myself and to recognize the difference between like when I feel guilty about something mm. and when I feel shame and that I think that's like a Brené Brown thing but that right. was compartmentalizing that was so useful for me because it was like guilt is productive guilt is like I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have I don't know I shouldn't have decided to leave the toaster on for too long and like burn the house down. I feel mm-hmm. bad about that. That's yeah, like yeah, awful yeah. analogy. <laughs> or like I've Beautiful. failed an exam, I should have studied for it, you know yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. guilty about the fact that I didn't. Mm. Whereas like shame is just like I'm a terrible person feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're yeah. not a terrible person. No. Like it's just not productive. No. You just end up like berating yourself so much and but it's so easy to fall into. So I think especially when, when you are a humble person or you can just or an empathetic person, you just end up taking on such a load so much constantly. But another thing as well is that there's a difference between body positivity and body neutrality. Yeah. And I think the media and, you know, social media especially is like, we should all be body positive and, like, love ourselves. And, like, that is not an achievable goal for so many people. Mm, no. Um. But body neutrality, like, accepting yourself yeah. is... 100 something more tangible to work towards.
1: And it's like, God, I know people that have got... from all different shapes and sizes and, like, they genuinely do love their body. Yeah. But, like, I don't. So, like, we can talk about, like... How amazing like being bigger is and yeah. like curves and all those things. But I'm like, I can keep manifesting that to the cows can come, but like through through years of societal conditioning, I feel shit. Yeah. So like there's no amount. So I'm trying to take some control of what that is. Yeah. I'm never gonna have an eight-pack or a six-pack, but mm. like also I've I've learned the 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 mental effects of like the positivity of working out. Yeah.
0: Which which is the reason why you want to do it. Like. It's
1: kind of terrifying this time around though, because I remember my friend Jen. Best friend Jen from home. I was, we was, I was like, I'm on it again. I'm on, I'm on the health mm. wagon again. I feel like I've really like, I've flicked a switch now. Um, and then she got a throwback from when we went traveling to Bali, mm. and there's a picture of me like under a waterfall. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, I'm on it. I'm gonna look like that again yeah. soon. And Jenny was like, just to let you know. That day I remember so clearly, you wouldn't take your vest off because oh you felt God. insecure. And I was it's like,
0: insane, There's no hope. <laughs> this is this is what's insane now, is that we're no longer comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. I am now comparing myself to myself. Right. Because, you know, iPhones are giving you the throwbacks from like five years ago. Right. And I see a picture come on where I remember that I felt like I you know, I've never thought of myself highly necessarily. Mm. But I'll look at a picture of myself from five years and I'm like, fucking hell, like I looked so much better then. Yeah. Didn't know it at the time. But now I'm comparing myself to myself and yeah. being like, God, why do I look older? Why do you, you It's know, horrific. And I'm, actually that picture was
1: like 7 tapes yeah, with a high angle, with a sure. with a filter. And that like, actually like
0: you live in a you live in a um a warped version of the old you yeah. too. Like. But we're not consenting to these things being no. on our phone. Like, you mm. know, you download, you you install something like that, like throwbacks, because you think it'd be quite nice to see a picture of, like, you with your friends mm. five years ago. But when it's just, like, a selfie or something from yourself, like, oh, my God, I, I didn't actually choose to see that, and it's made me feel like shit, and now yeah. I've got to go about oh. the day. You know, just stuff like that. It's yeah. it's nuts. It is Black nuts. Mirror vibes. Absolutely. Um, okay, you've got one more thing. One more thing. Um
1: Lies, lies, lies. Yeah, lies make from me feel tiny like eyes. shit. Yeah, I just think, yeah, I'm such an open person, yeah. which we've spoken about loads, like in our private we lives. Live like, so honestly, I do, yeah. and actually, it's to my detriment because, mm. like, you can't you can't judge others on the way that you you carry yourself or like. Actually, you don't need to confront this stranger in this moment yeah. to let them know exactly how you feel. Like, people
0: work in very different ways. Yeah. You can't um, hold everyone to the same regard that like yeah or to the same standard that you hold that yourself you do, yeah. and I, I always fall short of that as well I'm me always too. disappointed by yeah if someone doesn't treat me the way that I think that I would treat them you know
1: exactly yeah so the lies I think I've got like probably quite a few trust issues as, yeah. as probably most people have um but yeah dishonesty is like mm. makes me feel so
0: shit mm. okay let's put a positive spit on this <laughs> podcast yes um, <laughs> three things that mm-hmm. make you feel like the shit the shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, good skin care routine. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like I'm what glowing. Just hydrochloric acid, <gasps> vitzy, bit of retinol in the evening. <gasps> like I've really got into yeah, my skincare yeah. at the minute. Nice. I, I mean, it's. With a big, with minus this big spot on my forehead because that's from sweat. You are glowing. I do feel like I've got a glow.
0: Brown. I never
1: used to yeah. feel that way.
0: Nice. Um, that's what they say. They say to start start now. Oh no. With all like the anti age and stuff. Definitely slow, <laughs> slow motion. Definitely no. slow motion. Oh my god, stop that. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely skincare. feel like shit when my
1: skincare feels good. God, that's such an adult thing to say, isn't it? Love that. Have we grown up now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, hair, a good haircut. That makes mm. me feel the shit. I just, you know me, I love love the old curls and. A bit of a fresh fade. That makes me feel good. God, these are all aesthetic things, aren't they? Horrible, horrible world we live in. (laughs) Um, What else makes me feel the shit? Um, Some sort of creative outlet, whether that's, like, singing (sighs) with, like, like, a sponsor. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, pissed up around, like, a fire and one whips the guitar out and like a har. No, do you know what? I'm going to specific Here's a harmony. A harmony makes me feel the a shit. Harmony. There you go. i pinpointed oh it down. Oh my god! I just worked out what it is. Then a harmony does things inside to oh me. Oh my god! It does, doesn't it? A tight little harmony. Tight. How tight Ooh, are we talking? Very tight. Yeah. Just like yeah, two or three part. Like whoa. whoa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something it does to you, oh and I always say this with acting. Like
0: you love a blend. You're so good uh, at blending, blending your voice. Yeah, that does make me feel
1: the shit. When I'm part of it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've Not got to be a now, part cause. of it. Yeah, yeah. If I'm watching it, I'm
1: like, you make me feel shit. If I'm part of the harmony, I am the shit.
0: That's the comparison coming in. Yeah. I want it. to be on the inside.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah, a good
0: harmony Yeah, makes me feel the shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on that, something that makes you lose your shit, and that can be positive or negative. Lose my shit? Yeah, like, either, like... You make me lose my shit, or like uh-huh. I'm
1: losing my shit. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I only think I'm quite, I'm quite an angry person, so I always, I automatically go to the negatives. <laughs> I'm so impatient. Okay. Like I'm so impatient and uh-huh. I'm probably a little bit like of a control freak within myself, not to others. I'd like to think, but like if something isn't done, or I'm late, or something mm. doesn't run to plan, I lose my shit so bad. Really? Like, like really bad
0: why just because you feel like it knocks on for the rest oh, of the day
1: just like panic like panic attack yeah. vibes like tight chest like it's wild really? like even when someone said like I did um, a job the other day and I was mm. like I got on the wrong tube and I went the opposite way and it sent me to the wrong address and I was like an hour late and they was basically like oh it's fine we don't start till 10 and like I just lost I couldn't do my, the work for the whole day. Really? It's like what the hell? Like it's oh fa- like ev- everything's fine. Yeah. But just in a personal yeah, yeah, yeah whatever way. And I think that's maybe the idea of like being right or getting things yeah. perfect or do like. Please people. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. please her. just like lose my shit so bad. Mm. And the same if someone else like is late for me, it makes me like take note. <gasps> <laughs> no I'm joking, you never going to lose no my Ryan shit. Is. No, no. <laughs> No, yeah, I I do feel like I lose my shit. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm very impatient. Yeah. But I feel like it's the speed of my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it, it's, you know, it, you hold yourself to a high standard and it makes you a reliable friend as well yeah. and you're a very reliable person, so it has its strengths as well. Olivia Dean also makes me lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk to me about Olivia <laughs> Dean. I love Olivia Dean yeah. so yeah. much um i heard i heard of her through you i actually played her in the cafe and i enjoyed her music really yeah he sick. hadn't heard of her before she's amazing
1: i never had spotify before so mm. i was always apple music yeah and then in lockdown i was like oh i think oh yeah you got like a free um you know like an alexa what's it called google home oh yeah spotify did That's this thing, thing yeah, yeah, yeah yeah if you sign up to spotify you get a free thing and i was yeah, like yeah. oh i want one of them like i yeah. love a freebie so i up to Spotify. Anyway. Um, I just love how you discover new artists. Like yeah. that Apple doesn't. And I'd never had it before. Mm. So I'd played a song and it was like you might like and then this yeah. song popped up and I was like, who is this? Which song was it? Do you remember? Um, oh my god, was it being oh let me look at my things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I. Re- I'm so obsessed. I know the lyrics to all of her songs. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I don't actually probably know what the first one was that I heard from her. I
0: imagine it would have been one of one of her top ones if it was on like a yeah, recommended
1: it must have yeah it yeah. must have um, she is amazing was it Be My Own Boyfriend I don't know it was something anyway mm. um, and I was like who's this and I just got into a, an absolute hole like in classic mm-hmm. Sam Glenn style of <laughs> listened to her every day on repeat every yeah. song Learn all the lyrics <laughs> within about 24 hours oh my god and then I was obsessed with her and then yeah. for my birthday last year M. Stott who's one of my best friends yeah. was like We've got your tickets to see her. She's playing I, remember, and I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, like I didn't even know she was like. At the, I didn't really know what level of yeah. where she was at music-wise. I wasn't sure if it was a new artist or whatever. Mm. She had a few songs on there, and I guess I she's ne- not
0: got an album yet. I don't think.
1: No, is it still no. quite? Yeah, it's just bitty. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then it got cancelled. Why did mm, it get cancelled? COVID. Covid. Someone cancelled the gig. Anyway, I went to the Blues Kitchen last year in Manchester to see her. And I definitely lost my shit. <laughs> I lost my shit to the point where, and this is so unsampled Glenn, <laughs> I lost my shit that much that I didn't drink alcohol. Oh, my
0: and God. And I was
1: like, why not drink alcohol? And I was Sorry like, much. I need to experience this in all of its, like, beauty and glory. Oh and God. I need to be sober to, like, hear... Drunk on
0: Olivia.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> drunk on a musical love. Um, and that is not me at all. Everyone oh was pissed God. around me and I was just That's like, I just need to experience indulge. this sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's amazing. She was
1: unreal. Yeah. She absolutely makes me lose my shit. Oh my God, I love that.
0: <laughs> love you, Olivia. <laughs> A moment that you found some shit out about yourself. Ooh.
1: Uh, my friend, well, our friend Jenna wrote an amazing play Mm. um, that she's taken up to Edinburgh this year to the Fringe and it's called Ruckus and it's Mm. about coercive control. And we went to the play reading last week and I didn't know anything about it. I knew what it was about, sort of knew what the term meant and then we did the play reading and then the the play finished and it was absolutely amazing. She is amazing Mm. Um, and, yeah, everyone should go watch it. And then at the end of it, she was like, you're and I was like, I just need a minute. And I think I probably learned last week, which I didn't realise, mm. I knew I was probably in a very unhealthy relationship mm. for many reasons. My first love. Mm-hmm. And that is and also that is that is now, no matter how I work on it or reframe it, that is my first experience of love. Mm. But yeah, I think last week I discovered that I probably was in a bit of a controlling relationship. And actually that was 10 years ago, uh, yeah. nine, like so long ago and I have so many stories that I laugh about to friends now when they're like, oh my God, tell the story about, <laughs> yeah. tell the story about when he threw himself out of a car when you said you didn't want to be with him oh and I was gosh. like, oh my God, it's so funny, right? So we're drunk and I, and I tell them in too. a playful way and I just sat there for an hour and heard another version of, just what heard this story play out and like, it resonated so much. I mean, it didn't make me feel any particular way. It made me feel a bit weird but I wasn't like, in tears or i wasn't like but i think last week i realized that actually like that has informed where i am now and Mm. like it made me realize why i've got so many barriers Mm. up and things and i said to jenna i was like i think because it's obviously about education around what coercive control Mm. is and i don't know if that's on a spectrum and a scale and i don't know too much so i don't want to speak but i said to jenna i think people in the audience i think you need to maybe account for the people that
0: don't realize Yeah,
1: don't realize Mm. And they also might currently be in it. There might be people in the audience sat next to a partner that are like, oh God, maybe that's me right now.
0: I think... You know, that just speaks to how important theatre can be. Oh my God, so important. And she
1: actually said, like, I hadn't really thought about people thinking about hindsight. It's unreal and I think it's so nuanced and messy and complicated Mm. and there's no real apparent villain in it and it's just all so messy and beautiful.
0: I imagine why you probably haven't, put two and two together in that sense is mm. because you, you're you in love with someone. You want to see the best in them. Mm. And actually, I think a lot of the time, manipulative people don't realise themselves that what they're doing is harmful or it's just that is their knowledge of how to love and that's them expressing what they've seen, perhaps, or reiterating it um, to someone else. I yeah. think one thing
1: I've learned as well is that I, I would like to think that I'm like quite a balanced person and I, I don't yeah. begrudge it at all. Like, I was... A dick. I was a nightmare mm. too. But, you know, he still reaches out now and we still speak and actually, mm. like, ugh, I don't know, we were kids. And, like, there's no excuse for that. Maybe that's me justifying it, but I don't think I was innocent either.
0: As a species, we are obsessed with love. Like, mm. love is a thing that we're all constantly aiming for. It's the activity that we I think it's Eric Fromm who said this, but it's, like, the activity that we're all constantly engaging in.
1: Mm. If you
0: kept playing a tennis game and you were shit at it, you'd get lessons. Like, yeah. with love we're all blindly entering into these situations <laughs> yeah. just hoping that the next time it'll be different and yeah, if you yeah. don't go away and you reflect and you work on it so that you can bring yourself back having learned a lesson mm. how can you expect to get any better at it I'm sure we've all been terrors at some point and not known how to express the love that we feel but I guess what is growing up and what is being adult is mm. reflecting on the times that you've gone wrong learning from it taking stock yeah. Taking accountability for it and moving forward. 100% accountability
1: is you know, so important. Some people
0: don't do that and that's why they'll continue to fuck up.
1: Yeah, I definitely, when I went into my next relationship post yeah. that, I literally took all of the issues I had there and plonked them into a new one. And actually that I absolutely became the villain. I couldn't understand why someone was so caring, romantic and kind, supportive mm. and gave me space.
0: And I was like, but also, I don't I don't know this how This is weird. Yeah, I why? don't know how useful it is to view yourself as a villain. People have different attachment styles. You've you've come from something where someone's been avoidant or manipulative mm. or something like that. That could make you more tentative going into the next one, so that then you yeah, become yeah, avoidant yeah, yeah. and that's where you've learned your love language, so to speak, you know whenever it
1: happens, whether that's in 10 years or mm-hmm. tomorrow, yeah. I definitely have a toolkit now of how to... Well, that's
0: amazing. And yeah. I think my
1: security myself has definitely that's helped good. all of those things.
0: Yeah, I
1: discovered some shit last week.
0: Whoa. Okay, shittest piece of advice you've received?
1: I hate the term. And I read a tweet about it and it really resonated with me a few years ago. Fucking, you know the one I mean? Yeah. It's like, what's not for you won't pass by you or yes, something man. like that. What? I hate it because I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? That it's not tangible and actually, okay, so like all of the opportunities out there in the industry, in life, in love are like, well, I just accept that they're not for me. Maybe we need to start reframing why that working class voices or gay voices or like, do you know what I mean? Like, I hate the simplicity of it, that we all just bow down and accept that... And it's quite metaphorical and things. I know yeah, it's not, yeah. like, a concrete thing, but people really live by it. Like, no, no, it's okay. Like, it wasn't meant, meant to, to be, be this time. Yeah. And I'm like...
0: What is meant to be? I guess
1: it's just a way of dealing with it and processing. But I'm like, yeah. I fucking hate, like, what a shit piece of advice. Like, okay, you, there's nothing more you could have done. I get that. But, like, yeah. maybe the fucking system's wrong. Yes, completely. <laughs> Rather than yeah, all yeah, just yeah. laying down and then accepting that yeah. it wasn't for me. Well, maybe if the fucking actor's dad wasn't the producer, yeah. maybe the opportunity might have been for yeah. me.
0: Yeah, completely. <laughs>
1: So that, or really, if
0: you didn't have to work and you had yeah. a week to prepare for something, exactly. Whilst you know someone else is slogging away because they do have to work, exactly. Like it's not, it's not an equal playing field. Yeah, nothing completely. ever is, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that is a horrible shit piece of advice. Oh, okay, well, I shall never, <laughs> never use remind that. me never to say that to <laughs> no, you in the future. When you film filming um, Outlander,
1: don't <laughs> none of that.
0: Um, okay, shit, you wish you'd known sooner. Um,
1: everybody is fucking projecting. God, I wish I knew that when I was, like, 12. Everybody's behaviour makes sense now as an adult. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone's behaviour is some sort of internal projection of whatever. I've just, I've navigated friendships and things like that for so long where I'm like, why are you being, like, why are you behaving this way? And actually, only a few years ago, like, I learned what those terms maybe are with therapy and things like that, and I'm just like... It just gives you a forgiveness and an understanding. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't mean you lay down and take people's of shitty behaviour, yeah, yeah. but just an understanding of everyone's just fucking dealing with shit. Oh my God,
0: completely. And One of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was from a conversation that I had with my dad which was, um, you know, I said to him like, at what point am I going to have my shit together? Mm. And he was like, I feel like I'm 21 and yeah. I'm <laughs> in an old man's body, and I think that's it, isn't it? Like we live our lives looking up to people, and then suddenly you realise that they are human and that mm. they don't know what they're doing, and they're just trying to get through the day, same as everyone else. It's, it's wild. fucking yeah, wild. Yeah. I
1: I've got tricky relationships with my parents, mm. um, good and bad, but like. I also find like now trying to be an adult mm. with who was your adult is it's fucking insane. wild. Like, actually, like I don't agree with that, and I'm not doing that because yeah. of this reason. And you no longer can tell me why.
0: Uh-huh. And, and like I've had that recent your parents' and just, vulnerabilities as well. It's it is an adjustment.
1: My dad got made redundant during mm. COVID, and he worked in the same like. He was like a contracts manager, mm-hmm. but he built. His, but he was really high by the end. But he started off as like it's like sheet metal work in a factory. Um, so he started when he was what eighteen, and then he were, He's now fifty four, and the part the owner was retiring and giving the business to his son, and his son was like our age, twenty eight, and wanted like a complete restructure of mm-hmm. the business and wanted like cooler, fresher, like whatever those terms mean, people in. Yeah. So my dad, he replaced my dad oh, with good. things. I remember my dad ringing me, being like. I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. Mm. I don't have any GCSEs. Oh I don't God. know how to make a fucking CV. And yeah. just like what, yeah. <laughs> like just mind blowing because actually, like my dad's been fucking shit at times with mm. like emotions and like being vulnerable and speaking. Yeah. And actually, like for the first time ever, I was like ooh, that's weird yeah. and messy and tricky. Yeah. Since I moved to London, genuinely I always say this, like I speak to an ad more and he calls me all the time, mm. always for advice. Wow.
0: Well.
1: The relationship changes, it's, mm. there's a turning point, isn't it, where they need, yeah, they, yeah. Need, they, yeah, 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 they yeah. need you and yeah. more than you need, not, yeah. not more than you need them actually, just you're on the journey of your own yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, but yeah, yeah, always ringing me, I'm like, fuck off, oh. you used to ring me. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we're Hi. working on that. But yeah, it is weird actually seeing your parents vulnerable. Mm. Very weird.
0: Yeah, I would like you, if if possible, to share with me a shit shot. Now, my definition of a shit shot is a photo, either on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that to the outside eye looks like you had your shit together when you didn't. The barley one for me was
1: like a huge one Uh because I'm, like, travelling. I'm, like, in the best shape of my life. Mm. I'm, like, got this beautiful tan. Like, I was popping off. Like, you know, I was, like, shagging, like five guys a week like I was honestly like I was like you couldn't yeah, yeah, have given yeah. me more mojo only to learn that I was still insecure to take my oh fucking vest off under a waterfall so like that <laughs> do you
0: know do like, go chasing waterfalls
1: <laughs> but do you know what I mean like I was like shit I yeah. thought I had my shit together mm. also looked like I'd just won um, I'm a celebrity get me out of here <laughs> that's what the shot feels like um, I'll show you that I'll try and find a different yeah. one though as well look I so thought I had my shit together there.
0: Oh, my God. Is that a tattoo on your hand?
1: Oh, just, a, just like a henna tattoo, it you know. Is. Just travelling, don't mind me. Me and my nose ring. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Instagram's weird, isn't it? It is. But, yeah, no, I'd probably say that was actually like... I definitely went through a phase where I was feeling so shit about myself that I was posting so much more. Oh, I get weird. so I thirsty. I more? get thirsty, yeah. Like, and I think for a way, for me, it's like ch- I'm trying to connect with people. Totally. During COVID, that was the only time where I was able to use Instagram in a healthy way because everyone was doing fucking nothing. So I was just like, look at this piece of knitting that someone has done. And I wasn't like jealous of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, go on girl, knit. Yeah. Um, whereas like, yeah, I, I've kind of gone back to that unhealthy version of it again.
1: Yeah. And it's hard
0: because it's, I think maybe we convince ourselves that it's tied up with our industry. Yeah. So...
1: I actually, I don't I don't think, Instagram affects me as much as other people, yeah. as in, like, I definitely take it at face value. Mm. I've got friends, though, that are just like, oh my God, like, just obsessed with bodies. And like, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it's not something I'm conscious of, but like, I think if you asked me to delete it right now, I could. Yeah, I gen—I genuinely think I could because like, mm. I have a—I have a space with it yeah. where I'm like, I know what it yeah. serves. Like, I,
0: yeah,
1: I worry about the younger generation. Maybe yeah. that seems like no, completely old. Granted, every but like that, just like and TikTok and things like that. I, I don't know. Like, oh god, mm. it's all well and good for us to laugh about fucking Kim, Kardashian, like being like, what a twat for saying you lost 13 pounds in two weeks in order to fit into your Met Gala dress, like, because I can just look at you and think, what a twat, but actually there's a fucking 12, 13, 14 year old girl out there that's like, think that that's healthy and actually, so like, that's the shit we've got to worry about. Yeah. And what we're doing to protect those kind of people, because that's just, there's such a responsibility that people have that Mm. they don't fucking
0: take seriously, or understand, like, yeah,
1: read the room, like.
0: Even with the best will in the world, you end up falling, like, pro to it, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I try to exist quite honestly on mm. Instagram, but you do sometimes think, oh, fuck, I'm not going to post that picture because I've got a spot on my face or something yeah. like that. Oh, I've like, got an genuinely, I've got an app, like, got get an app that, that gets rid of my spots. Absolutely, get rid of it.
1: Get rid of the spots, it's just a bit red and angry right now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. And I, and I convince myself that that's, like, not that bad. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm not, like, editing yeah, 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 yeah. the shape of my face or anything. Mm-hmm. But still, it's, Which it's, I've got friends
1: that have done. But like, it's
0: polishing, it's still, it's still kind of polishing the version of yourself and it's just not.
1: I think what you said about actually compare rather than others mm. it's now with ourselves I yeah, think that's, yeah. like, that's like really hit home with me because yeah. that's like so weird. I constantly go back on my Instagram feed You're and like that's when I looked, what you looked yeah, like. I looked yeah. better there yeah. and actually all you need to do is delve back into yeah. that moment and realise you wasn't very fucking You know happy. I
0: look back on pictures of me from when I was at drama school and at the time like we had to wear um, fucking unitards oh, such yeah. cliche to drama school which is literally <laughs> like um a leotard with legs um with 19 other people in the same classroom constantly comparing your body to other people i ended up losing so much weight through stress but also copying eating patterns and stuff like that Mm. i was comparing my body to people i i'm five foot almost five foot nine i was comparing my body to like five foot three four people right it's insane like it's just not comparable we've got different body types Mm. um yeah. And oh, I live just... with people with, like, the
1: fastest metabolisms yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we speak about this a lot and, like, I've always ate with them and, like, yeah. played catch-up with them and, like, and actually, like, we've just got everyone's body so unique mm-hmm. and, that like, we don't
0: know any of that no. crap. But, but I look back on pictures of me at drama school when I was at my most stressed. I was miserable. Like, yeah. I didn't know myself at all. And, yeah, I'm like, oh, God. He's and like, mad. what is that? It was miserable. I'm so much happier now. It's so insane that we do that to ourselves. Yeah, totally. I'm. I'm worried about when we're like 80, and I'm going to be comparing myself to when I was like 50. You know what I mean? Or just like, I feel like we're all going to become obsessed with our own pictures from when we are young. Like, our I've already started. generation, I've never really done this. Yeah, like just scrolling through. Imagine if we still have Instagram when we're 80. That's going to absolutely wild. insane. So, Sam Glenn with one N. <laughs> 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 Have you got your shit together? Absolutely fucking not.
1: (laughs) But I'm working on it and that's all we can do. I don't think anyone ever will, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Because
1: I've got so many more chapters to come
0: throughout my life where
1: that'll fluctuate and Mm -hmm. change. Right now, I'm definitely on my way to having it, but that can all change so quickly, like with whatever life throws at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I've got a nice little toolkit to prepare myself for shit together storm that might come (laughs) (laughs) i
0: love that
1: you have that as a little (laughs) soundbite
0: well thank you very much thank you hey while i've got you if you like what you're listening to do us a favor and share us a little love follow or subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts you can leave a review and share far and wide to spread the word you can also find us on social media thanks Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song Slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together.
1: Now I am just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you